2: Is something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
3: He doesn't understand Bernie is flawed. Is that what you said? I don't understand how anybody who is an American and has ever thought about what America is can. Again, I was saying it just 10 minutes ago. Amer- the basic premise of America is that the only safe government is a small government. And it's got to be handcuffed to smallness because the bigger it gets, that means the more of our money it has to steal. And exponentially on a regular basis, you know, every few years it's doubling or tripling or whatever the size of this program or that program. And they all start merging together these programs and they become a singular oppressive force. So we're $30 trillion in debt in Washington. And that nobody, I don't think anybody votes on that. I don't think anybody's impacted by that. $30 trillion. Think about that. That's like twice, two years of gross domestic product, if I'm remembering the GDP correctly, which means every penny generated by our economy, including what's stolen and wasted by the government, is uh, we now owe. How do you pay back debt like that? I don't understand how a country can ever pay that back. And they just keep wasting more. Oh, let's do free student loans. Let's say our program was such a disaster, our student loan program, it became the single biggest line item of personal debt for families across the country. It's tragically changed the culture. The government screwed up higher education so badly. Let's bring in more government to fix it. That's a great idea. 860-522-9842. 860-522-9842. You can join in the conversation like so many people have just dial that number. And listen up for the roads cuz they're problematic today. Mark Christopher and the BPS lawyers traffic center. Yep, too many What was that expression? IUPs? Something flying around. <laughs> Messing with the environment.
4: Just got this from uh, the Hartford Current,
3: uh, yeah. a Russian news agency reporting that former Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev has died. At Gorby? 91.
4: Tear Gorby? down that wall. Yeah.
3: He was 91. Well, Gorby, we
4: need you to tear down that wall. <laughs> wow, not bad. That's so, from- uh, yeah, that's, that
3: just came across just a second ago. So it looks like um, the former leader of Russia has passed.
2: Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC, News Talk Ten Eighty.
3: Alright, we're gonna do the rants right after we talk to Todd in Unionville. Hi Todd. Hi, Todd. How are you today? I love when somebody says hi Todd to me right I know, after I say I hi Todd to purpose. them. It never you
4: know, happens. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm on a, on an island. I gotta tell you, because I listen to the news broadcast, okay, and I, I listen to the to the mayor and I listened to Ned Lamont's, you know, uh, commercials and it's, you know, they're t- telling him as some, you know, what a fine job he did with the, with the state of Connecticut and how he's, you know, a businessman and he did all these things for the state. But I remember personally being in an, uh, in an auditorium arguing with him and a bunch of other people on stage when they were trying to put tolls through because this state was a disaster financially. It was a disaster. The only reason he's got any money is because the federal government sent him billions and billions of dollars. Am I, am, do I have this wrong? Am I, like, on an island someplace?
3: Well, uh, except that, that you sounded like you were suggesting that things are good financially currently in the state, and they're really not. There's a moment where there's a balanced budget because of all those checks from daddy in Washington that got sent. But the state remains dealing with horrific debt, and now the income the sources that were so good during COVID—the fluke of COVID was really good to Ned. But already, the uh, those fortunes are turning around, and the future is bleak as recession Jeff sets now, in.
4: Cannot let him take credit for that. He's got to stand up and start, you know, body punching this guy because I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming that most of your callers, and I really appreciate what you do, and I'm assuming that most of your callers understand this, but he really needs to get on TV and start body punching this stuff because that is just a flat-out lie, and it just infuriates me. So It is infuriating.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. Appreciate hearing from you, Todd. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two, And don't forget to call in your rants, seven five one forty six ninety eight. New message.
5: Hey, this is for all the uninformed people who don't realize what a main license plate on their Connecticut vehicle does.
3: A main license plate. You remember the rant last week about about uh, he was seeing people with main license plates dropping their kids off at school, and he wants to, uh, we were laughing about it, but he rightly wants to straighten us out.
2: First off,
5: after six months, you're supposed to register in Connecticut. And these cars have been in these driveways for more than three years the first thing they're not doing is paying insurance they don't have to file the connecticut minimum insurance on your vehicle that saves about two thousand a year the second thing they're not doing is paying property taxes to the town that they live in and the town that their children are going to school in so there's another savings so mike Just because they're not breaking down your back door and stealing your TV, they are breaking into your wallet and stealing your money. If everybody paid, the bill would be a lot
3: less. Goodbye. All right. That's a good rant. And it's got the tonality of a rant. You can tell there's an angry person. That's a good rant when it's good material. That's even a discussion we can have. Question for you. Would you drop a dime? on a neighbor who was sitting there taking advantage of the fact that they had old plates from uh, from a, a cheaper New England state, and an affordable New England state. Oh, that is ridiculous. Ridiculous to think about dropping a dime?
4: Yeah, I mean, half these callers are always talking about personal liberties and, and freedom and, and independence. That's so ridiculous! What tattletaling on each other? You don't know each other's situation.
3: Well, that's I think a lot of us feel that way. On the one hand, and on the other hand, you feel uh, that you're being robbed, and that's the that's the point of the rant is we are being robbed when other people are cheating the system that we all have to live under. Well, it doesn't mean we believe in all the decisions that have been made, but if if I'm paying. Two or three or four or five times the property taxes on a car because they don't charge, but a small excise tax or something in Maine. I don't know what they do up there, but but that would you know that's something to be angry
4: about. I mean, you still have to pay something wherever it's registered, and on top and that, of that, I think have has anyone been to the DMV? Do you know how much of a headache even when you think you can figure it out, you can't. So half the time, all there's issues
3: online. It's all modernized. There's no more lines. No more problems with the DMV. It's all perfect.
6: Ah, no, uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's me. It's Ned Lamont, the governor of Connecticut. Yeah, and uh, it's election season. We're right in the middle of it, and uh, I'm I'm just uh, giving stuff. I mean, I got uh, some things, some special things for some friends of mine. That you know how it is. One hand washes the other, and <laughs> you know. And, I've been called Santa Claus. Because <laughs> it's Christmas in August for all the little school children and everybody else in the unions and everything like that. I hope everybody's going to vote for me. Don't vote for that Bob Stefanowski guy. He looks gray on TV in the, in the ads that uh, the people put together for me. And uh, yeah, he, he's not getting my job because it's got my name on my jacket. And then I'm signed the sign coming into Connecticut. It says not Lamont, that's me. And we could save a lot of money by not having to change those signs. And uh even if it was that I became uh the, not the governor anymore, I'm still gonna take one of them signs and hang up in my garage and it says, Governor, welcome to
5: Connecticut. Yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many cars that garage holds. What do you think?
5: Hey Todd made a comment recently that we got to move on or past these troubling times related to politics and corruption. And, um, you know, you should know that in some cases, uh, you know, they're unrecoverable. I always look at the Catholic Church. Uh, and it's kind of odd for me in my lifetime to remember a, a, that society would hold politicians, uh, the FBI and other parts of government in the same regard as the priesthood. Now parents uh, no longer offer their sons up to be altar boys, and what parent is handing their baby over to a politician anymore?
3: So I, I think the caller's point is that, that we, America can't be saved, because that's what I was talking about, was that, that in order for America to be saved, we have to be willing to not fight every battle from the past and demand a victory. But we have to move forward and figure out a way to save the country so that we can bend it back into being what it's supposed to be instead of what the socialists have made it into. That, to me, is the challenge. Because if we just blow it up, that might feel good, but then we've blown up the best country that there ever was. And then you're starting from scratch. Anything can happen once you blow up law and order and really we'd be helping the Democrats because the Democrats are have declared major war against law and order that's what they're trying to burst us at the seams they're working at that every day there's evidence of it every day they don't react when the things they have done have created a disaster they just keep doing those things and that's what they're doing to Connecticut that's their mo as long as they're stealing the money they're fine to keep the bar open. It's as simple as that. Hx 522
5: So watch this happen. Free lunches in the state of Connecticut are going to run out of money by November. But I bet you he's going to renew the money just before the election. So Kim Lamont looks like a hero money when we know that this is going to happen a long time ago. We need step out. to step out now. now, make some waves, make some noise, and it's time for King Lamont to be beheaded at the polls.
3: You know, school lunches, I don't, it, 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 it might be nice if people had to see if they had the ability to provide a couple of pieces of nice white bread with a a piece of bologna, maybe a little mustard. What do you think?
5: Hi, Todd. American Patriot here. And you had a caller earlier that said the IRS is going after people as low as $20,000. That's all fake news. That's all Republican propaganda. They're going after.
3: And we've got this from last year's rant. Good
5: afternoon, Todd. This is a great American jack water. Before I continue <laughs> with my meaningless rant, can you please inform Anthony to below me?
3: <laughs> uh, You remember that, Anthony? <laughs> yes, I do. That was a great moment in American history. Hey,
5: Todd. you um, to me that conversation with Barbara. And uh, actually, Barbara's right on the money, Todd. They have to be dismantled, 75 unions in the federal government. No, and it can't go like that. It can't keep going like that. You know that we all know that the power of the purse They could be defunded through the house, the house has to, um, has the power to the purse. They always did. They could defund them and she's right on the money. Todd, you usually are. And you're always, I mean, your perspective is like always there. Barbara, whoever she is, is right on the money.
3: Right on the money.
5: Yes, I went up to the attic, and I got out my crystal ball that my grandpa gave me years ago, and I looked into it, and I saw that Todd Feinberg gets fired at WTIC and replaced with exercise with Richard Simmons.
3: (laughs) They wouldn't have to fire me. I could just do that shift. I could do that, and Richard Simmons can't.
5: Hey, Todd, well, you're asking how do we move forward from this. First of all, everyone's assuming that Trump is guilty of something. Whoa. What has he been charged with?
3: No, it's not assuming that he's guilty of something. It's assuming that they're going to get him on something. And the those are different things, but the result is the same. It's, it is. It is. That's what we have to watch.
5: Video evidence of his crime, like there are of some other people. He didn't get rid of documents, delete emails. I think just gotta treat everybody the same way under the law, no exception, including Paul Pelosi who got a five day jail sentence. You and I would have probably lost our license and had to pay a hefty fine and go to driver retraining. I'm so curious if he has a breathalyzer on his car now. because you would have one, and I would have one. It's got to start. Everyone gets treated the same way. Otherwise, we don't have a justice system.
3: Yeah, the point I was making is if we are going to require, in order to move forward, that everything that we're upset about from the past, like Pelosi's husband, there's some things you have to just shrug off and keep your eye on the ball if you want to score and you want to win. You gotta be strategic. A thousand dollars. A thousand dollars to go back to work.
6: What about that been working?
4: Ah!
3: That's a rant from last year too. Remember that? The bonus? The back to work bonus. I want one. Everybody wants one. Give me
4: one.
5: one. because After their rain, who's gonna go down as the worst, biggest disaster failure? it is going to be jolly ned
2: or randy edsel
3: well it's good to have that kind of competition that could that would be good a good local game show and now who's the biggest disaster who would be the host dennis house could host that pretty well <laughs> he's good at that stuff uh, don't you think <laughs> there is a show already called the biggest loser Oh, that's right. Is that still on? I don't think so. Because I, I don't think so either. You used to have to see them on the other news shows. On, I should say, programs that call themselves news programs that are on the same network as The Biggest Loser or, or the same station would actually show highlights from shows like that. Yeah, it's like, news. oh,
1: coming up on Ellen.
3: Well, that's so a tease. Yeah. But But then they'll do after the fact coverage the next morning because everybody wants to see all the <laughs> hang and blubber of the grossest bodies that have ever existed i don't understand the appeal of that we'll be walking down the street and rosalie said oh you smell that it smells like people have been peeing here do you smell it is it really i i'm not interested in smelling it and i wish you would just keep it to yourself
0: i'm fine without
2: miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show, listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
3: Yes, that quote from Sun Tzu. I don't know how you say it. Sun Tzu? Is that how you pronounce it? The whole secret lies in confusing the enemy so that he cannot fathom our real intent. This is what I imagine they sat around and talked about. Or do talk about. The Democrats, you know, when they're having their little powwows to figure out what to destroy next. I figure they're they're running this kind of scam. Making sure that we can't fathom their real intent because it's it's hard to fathom how a political party that is devoted according to its words and history de- devoted to trying to run the greatest nation on earth, not run it into the ground, but just run it in, in the way that's best. But really they've had at their core, I think for, for many decades and maybe always this feeling that they don't really agree with the premise of America, the small government premise that says you can only have liberty. Liberty is the highest value. And you can only achieve it, you can only have liberty by having small government. That's the premise of America. That's the fundamental underpinning of it, it seems to me. And if, if all you want to do is make bigger government all the time, tax higher all the time, permanently, that's where we are. If you doubt any of this, just look to see where there's been a program that has been cut. Go back through the election cycles for governor and look at conversations about which departments need to be shut down that come from a Democrat and how they come into office like like Ned Lamont did and, and like Dan Malloy did and just raise taxes. That's the number one priority. Raise those revenues because right off the bat, you want to use the goodwill you've got at the beginning of your term to make sure you can guarantee that you can have enough money that you can afford the disasters that have been handed to you by your predecessor. I think that's the ball game. I think that's the unfathomable intent of what they're doing. You've got to protect their key constituencies, their key constituents. They, they need the, that cash flow coming in. 860 522 They do. They need that money. They need to be able to keep their voters in a manner to which they have become accustomed.
2: Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080.
3: On a hot, sweaty, Late August day, there is no cooler breeze than Tom Scott blowing through. Hello there, Tom. How you doing today, Todd? Well, now that you're here blowing the cool breeze, I'm happy.
2: Well, I'm just sitting here with random thoughts and happy to share them with you, two of which are timely and really breaking. One is that uh, Joe Biden has had a massive conversion and is now the law and order president. We can talk about that.
3: Isn't that amazing?
2: Yes, and in particular, in the context of how the national press and media is going to report this, given what he's doing on the border and elsewhere, and also the death of Mikhail Gorbachev, the the last communist leader of the old USSR, the Soviet Union. It'll be interesting to see how the press reports on his death, uh, given the fact that it was Ronald Reagan. Pope John Paul and Margaret Thatcher who brought down his evil empire. But the press, of course, is going to give him credit. It'll be interesting uh, to see how that unfolds. But you were just talking about Sun Tzu a moment ago, you know, which made me think while I was on hold here that the Chinese culture, which is rich and vast, has given the world many things over the years, you know, gunpowder, fireworks, Sun Tzu, COVID-19. You know, I'll take three out of the four. Um, and and uh, but but along those lines and in a political context, uh, the Italians gave us uh, Niccolo Machiavelli. You've probably heard the term a million times. Oh, that's Machiavellian, uh-huh. which is really uh, a, not a term of endearment because you're accusing a political person like Governor Lamont. Of, of being dishonest. In fact, one of the things that Niccolò uh, Machiavelli teached his students in his book, which was really a how-to manual, was to denounce him and his teachings. So while he wanted you to embrace it, he wanted you to publicly and privately denounce him and his teachings, which would help give you color a cover that you're really not one of those Machiavelli guys. Or not, so you not could follow
3: guy. his teachings without being discovered?
2: Exactly, exactly. But, uh, but as for Gorbachev, uh, he was a communist thug uh, before he put on a suit and tie and, and tried to appeal to the West and tried to suggest that he was a, moder- a moderate uh, Soviet figure. The fact is, he saw this coming in the end. So first and foremost, he was a communist communist like the whole line of leaders going back to Stalin and those uh, butchers. But in the end, he was also a pragmatist and a realist. He saw what was happening. He saw that Ronald Reagan and the West would not blink and that, in fact, they were going to do what they could to run down his economy and destroy the Soviet Union, which they did. Um, But again, the American press Warmed up to this guy uh, at the time, and it'll be interesting to see as they write their stories today uh, whether or not Ronald Reagan is going to get any of the credit for what happened to the Soviet Union versus <laughs> Mikhail Gorbachev. It's yeah. going to be an interesting, an interesting thing to watch. Just as Biden in Pennsylvania trying to portray himself and his party as the law and order president, the law and order party, at a time when. Thousands, according to the Border Patrol Union, criminals are coming over the border every month at a time when he is personally harassing the border, control, uh, uh, the border Patrol officers. You know, there isn't a whole lot a president can do about law and order. There are some things, you know, when it comes to common crimes, let's say, Todd. But when it comes to federal crimes, including what's happening at the border, he's in charge.
3: Well, let's listen to what he had to say so that people will be caught up. Uh, if you're just getting out of the office, this is uh, this is what Biden said today. And they just want to feel safe
2: again. They want to feel a sense of security.
3: Talking about cops.
2: And that's what my crime plan is all about.
3: He's got a crime plan. I think that's pretty honest, Tom, that he's got one all put together.
2: We will have law and order in our time. Back to 1968. Well, he's old enough to remember those days. Certainly, he was there. Uh, so it's it's <laughs> it's it it is it, it it would be funny, and I know I'm laughing if not sad. You know, there were what 17 murders in Chicago over the weekend. Why doesn't he go to Chicago? You know, why doesn't he go to Baltimore? Why doesn't he go to Washington, D.C., into one of those inner-city neighborhoods where people died over the weekend and talk about crime?
3: All right, let me play the rest of the cut, then we can talk about these issues.
2: You know, I call it the Safer America's plan,
3: and both your members of Congress voted for it. It's based on a simple notion. When it comes to public safety in this nation, the answer is not defund the police. It's fund the police. (laughs) So how do you – there's a lot of this kind of razzmatazz that goes on in politics where you actually say things on all sides of the issue depending on who you're talking to, and somehow it's supposed to merge together into a cogent position and also one that doesn't, doesn't generate as much reaction from both sides of the issue. So you would think that the, def, the defunders would be unhappy with the president running around saying – it's not defund the police. How does that get reconciled? All those contradictions.
2: Well, it's it's well. Let me say that uh, Niccolo Machiavelli would be proud, and and uh, at what the president said today. The bottom line is the AOCs of the world and the radicals in Congress who really were at the forefront of defunding the police. They're gonna they're gonna sit in a quiet corner somewhere because there's a greater good for them. And that is they want to hold on to the House of Representatives, if at all possible, and certainly hold on to the Senate. And that's the greater good for them, because as you have said a thousand times on your show, uh, Todd, when it comes to these guys and these women, it's all about power. So so they'll take a powder temporarily because we've only got, you know, two months to go before Election They'll day. take a powder it's, for power. They'll take. Excellent. I, you, you're coining phrases all the time. That one I think will stick. Yes. And, and, and AOC can become the poster woman for that particular slogan, a powder for power, because that, in the end, is what these people are all about. Look, look at the Democrats in the state of Connecticut. During the lockdown, the legislature locked the doors, okay? They, they, they had a constitutional obligation to be in session and conduct the people's business. They would not conduct the people's business because of COVID, with one exception. If you remember, in, in the aftermath of George Floyd, Uh, liberal Democrats all over the country were tripping over themselves to change laws. Well, they did it here in Connecticut, too. During COVID, they raced up to Hartford. They passed a very poorly worded bill that virtually nobody read, which, among other things, attacked qualified immunity for local policemen and women in all of our 169 towns and in the state police. And they, in effect, declawed the police in the state of connecticut and this sort of thing happened all over the country So they can change their rhetoric today in Pennsylvania, as opposed to in the heart of Baltimore and Chicago, by the way. But it doesn't change the law. It doesn't change the policy. It doesn't change the funding. It doesn't change the facts on the ground. They're as guilty today after Biden's speech as they were yesterday when it comes to emasculating law enforcement in this country
3: yes but we live in times that are very muddled in terms of the clarity of this uh, statement like the one you just made that that i i don't hear republicans talk like you're talking right now
2: well they should Todd, and this goes back to my opening comment today on your show which is let's see how the national press and media handles the biden story today and the mikhail gorbachev story because often uh, they they lie. Sometimes it's because they're just lazy. Sometimes it's because they're they're racing to get the story first and the facts be damned. But often they lie by omission. And and today I think what we're going to see by omission is leaving out a lot of facts. They'll report the the straight up comments that somebody wrote for the president. They'll report the straight up comments about the passing of Mikhail Gorbachev. But they will lie by omission. Uh, in both of these cases, and then there will be some reporters in the electronic media in particular, in the written media, although that's a dying uh, medium today, uh, they'll actually say things about Gorbachev that are not true, and they'll say things about Biden and what his Justice Department is doing that are simply not true. And virtually none of these reporters are going to mention what's happening down on the border, which to me is Exhibit A. Exhibit A four? Exhibit A for the fact that, that, the, that the Democratic Party is a lawless party nationally, that they are knowingly perding thousands of violent criminals over the border as we speak, and they are harassing the Border Patrol officers. And, and we can you know, spend hours talking about the examples of what they've done and, and how they've handcuffed our federal police at the border, and this is a national crisis, Todd. Uh, what's happening at the border?
3: If there is a big enough divide in the country, a clear enough fifty-fifty sort of divide on certain issues, and if the media has dwindled in its resources and commitment to reporting what is actually going on in state politics and local politics too, I mean people just don't have access to information about what government does the way they used to and if government is operating in that environment if politicians are if a party is and they can run around and write their own stories that are more powerful than the ones in the media because they're the primary source of information for a media that doesn't have the the muddy money, money or the talent to do more than then how do they get stopped
2: well, yes, Todd, and people should embrace what you're saying. People have the power to empower themselves on a certain level. Maybe it's just with their own sphere of influence. I mean, not everybody has a microphone on a 50,000-watt uh, a station in the state of Connecticut like you do. But everybody, on a much smaller level, at least has the ability to influence people in their sphere of influence, their own family members. Yeah, co-workers, and bigger
3: because they can call into the radio station.
2: absolutely they can. And people need to do this. Now, I realize that that we have censorship problems uh, with the Ministry of Truth in Silicon Valley, and that certain social media platforms are are not as fair as they were even just a couple of years ago in terms of, one, being able to uh, talk about the greatness of America and point out the flaws of, of guys like Biden. But the reality is, Everybody in this country has influence, even if it's just with a small number of people, and they ought to use it. It, it feels good. Try it. Well,
3: it's beyond good. It can be incredibly exhilarating and, and uh, life-changing to start to grab those abandoned mechanisms of, of uh, systemic influence and start driving it in the direction you want it to go.
2: And don't be afraid, don't, don't be uh, uh, concerned or badgered by the left and by cancel culture and by all these people who think that words and sentences and phrases that you use might be politically incorrect today, whereas a mere two or three years ago, they weren't. You know, I mean, boys were boys, girls were girls, we knew what bathroom to use, I mean, all these things. I'm talking about with minors.
3: Oh, that was not way back days. when.
2: Not, not consenting adults. That somehow, if we say that a grown man should not be able to follow a young minor girl into a girl's bathroom, if we say that's wrong, somehow we're the freaks now, okay? Whereas if we think that ought to be challenged on some level uh, from a policy standpoint, that, that we're the outliers. So, so people need to stand up for what they believe in and have a robust uh, conversation, That's that's how you change people's minds or that's how you confirm what people are thinking silently, but are afraid to say it uh, to anybody because they might be admonished for doing so.
3: Tom Scott, thank you very much, sir. Another great, great appearance. It's wonderful to have you on each week. Anytime, sir. Thank you so much, Tom Scott. And uh, Larry, sorry, we've run short of time to uh, squeeze you in here. Appreciate you trying. And why don't you call back tomorrow? Because tomorrow is Wednesday, and we get the chance on Wednesday to have ourselves a whole another show as
0: midweek arrives. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt, Hi-ya! and even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the three percent annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams—thanks for everything, Mom and Dad—will always be worth it.